0: wealth, its spirit. But your feast is nearly over. This is not a butthole. It's an operating table. and I'm the surgeon.
1: Why aren't you laughing?
0: From this moment on, none of you are safe.
1: Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to Batmanonfilm.com, click on Podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that has a whole list of other bat-related shows that also like to dive into other nerdy subjects we all love to frolic about in our free time. And also, the Batman Book Club is on Patreon. If you listen to the show, you like what's going on with the show, and you want to help support the show, keep the generators running in the Wayne Manor study, just go to patreon.com slash the batman bc Now, thank you for listening to episode 116 the widening gyre joining me for the first time a loyal listener to this show will soon be the next coach taylor of north dakota he is also garrett greb's fifth son it's mr ryan powers ryan powers welcome
0: to the show how we doing um, I think Pete might get upset with you if you don't bring up that I'm his Tom Hagen. We've had this discussion quite a few times. Oh, Tom, Tom Hagen, Father yeah. Fans, shout out. His,
1: his Tom Hagen, Pete's uh, favorite nephew. Um, you're, you have familial ties to a lot of people here within yeah. the uh, Batman community, so I don't know how you do it, but congratulations.
0: And you're the first one to have me on your podcast, so uh, happy to be here.
1: I mean... I'm just saying, who, who really appreciates you? Uh, Since this is your first time on the show, I know you've listened a lot um, because I have been uh, the Obi-Wan to your Anakin. um, That's speaking Peter Vera language. Uh, I I must ask the people before we dive into this book, um, what is your favorite Batman story? So I'm going to go with the Court of Owls. Whoa. Hey now, Snyder fan in the house.
0: I, I don't know if I need that label uh yeah so I feel like a lot of I say that half-heartedly because I feel like a lot of people on your show they have like I read the Dark Knight Returns when I was in high school and it changed how I saw comics and all this stuff um I grew up being like an animated uh show guy like I'm that from that generation so my first exposure really with falling in love with these characters was Batman Beyond and Batman animated the animated series and I really didn't have a whole lot of access to comics as a kid. So the, when I got my hands on the Court of Owls, that was the first real story I dove into. And I was like, whoa. Wow. And then I eventually got into all the classics, but this was really the one that uh, did it for me.
1: Nice. Well done. No, there's, um, I, that is, oh, in the past decade, I think with Batman comics, I think there's three. One, maybe it's still recency bias but there's three books that jumped into the conversation of uh definitive batman stories and i think uh three jokers maybe um jury's still out i think batman white knight jumped into it and then definitely Court of vowels uh there's just sometimes there's just lightning in a bottle and i think uh to come out of the gate scott snyder and greg capullo of course we covered it a long time ago on this show but uh capullo and snyder came came out the gate and their Batman run with that story, and it was just I don't know, it was something so I just so unique, I thought. Um impactful, and just really freaking good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh three jokers is another incredible story. I love that one too. And the oh, yeah. white knight was also my other choice. I was kind of going back and forth between these Whoa. two. So I would agree with you there, actually. Look at you throwing out hot takes,
1: good, yeah, hot takes, but uh takes there kind of is no wrong answer in asking that one unless there's a uh actually this is the first batman comic i've ever read it's like well then that's the wrong answer come on yeah come on so all right well very cool i think um that's a good choice but let's let's dip in let's not waste any more time let's hop into batman the whitening gyre So, this book, written by Kevin Smith, with art by Walt Flanagan, uh, six issues were released from 2009-2010. Uh, it was then collected in a hardcover, it was released and collect, or collected and released in a trade paperback, it's available digitally, it's on DC Universe Infinite. Mr. Powers, which version of The Whiting Gyre did you read for this episode?
0: I have the trade paperback.
1: All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm Um, I bought the issues when they came out and I always have a bad habit of double dipping. So as soon as the hardcover came out, I bought the hardcover because I like how these look on my bat shelf. Um, but the trade paperback's cool. Is the paper glossy in the trade?
0: Yes. It it's is. It's glossy?
1: Okay. It's I don't know it's a little it's kind of glossy in the hardcover but also like a very close to like newspaper kind um that's it's going extremely nerdy here and i like i know you like to make fun of nerds but sometimes with without the full-on glossy paper the full-on gloss can sometimes like i don't know pretty up the art too much
0: yeah um but
1: i don't know if it's if it's that bad or if it's still quality
0: no, it looks fine in here. I enjoy it. Um, I feel like we should put a disclaimer out there too that I'm the least nerdy, lore knowledgeable person you've probably had on this podcast. Um, but as Peter Varis says, I'm putting in the work. So we're getting better. That's true. Uh, you're a jock. Um, so you laugh at
1: the nerds and look down on us. But yeah, you are a student in training and you're trying to do the work. So there's some mad respect there. Um, do you remember the first time that you read this story?
0: Yeah, I was I was in middle school. Um, like I said, I didn't really have access to comics, so I I used to watch that show, Comic Book Men all the time. Oh yeah, uh, Kevin Smith show with Walter Flanagan, the artist was also in it. Um, and I found out Kevin Smith did a Batman story. Bought this one first, not knowing about Cacophony, and I just like straight read it, got mm-hmm. into it. Um, yeah, I was way too young to read this, as so I'm sure we're gonna get into. This is definitely the most pervy Batman story <laughs> podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, well, Kevin Smith and Walter Flanagan are probably the the pervious duo to ever work on a Batman book. But yeah, wow. I remember being super young, reading this, being like, oh, "This is this is intense. This is something.
1: This is crazy." Poison, I Ivy. have I have but, thoughts and feelings, uh, yeah. going in my middle school brain here. But listen to you. Wow, you're a young pup. Middle school when this came out. This is a post. Yeah. No wait.
0: No, I was a the little. The end of
1: my college career. My college career. <laughs> Yikes. My time in college when this came out. Um
0: I think I got it a few years after it came out. Okay. Like it hit right. shelves. Like this is the version I bought on Amazon way too young. And yeah. Probably Good like 2013 circa right in there.
1: Is this was this one of your first Batman books? It was. Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. I know. I opened up to this. Good for you. Very interesting, huh? <laughs> yeah. That explains wow. a okay. lot about right. me as a person.
1: I yeah, I mean, sure. Sure, I get it. Uh, I mean, as I said, I, I got the issues when they first came out, so I read this in 2009, 2010 as it was coming out. Uh, and then lastly, why is this why did you choose Batman the widening Gyre?:
0: I wanted to choose something unique, you know? I feel okay. like I never hear anyone talking about this book. I don't um, either. And there's so much going on in it. When mm-hmm. I picked it up, just to, I was just glancing through it, and if you flip through the pages, without really knowing what the story is. You're like what the heck is going on in this book? You got flashbacks with Superman, you got uh the outsiders in here, you got different versions of Nightwing popping up. You got all these different characters and like flashbacks wow. going on where if you don't know the story, you're kind of sitting there like, wow. So I think there's a little bit of something for everyone in here. You got like campy campy golden age or silver age I should say, like throwback flash flashback scenes. You got some gritty stuff. Um there's a little humor in here. A lot of it doesn't work for me in this book, but I don't know. It's a very flawed, but fun book, for me. Personally.
1: Flawed but fun. Okay. I mean that encourages uh, good discussion. So I'm um, I'm happy that you chose this. You and I, you've commented to me. Uh, I mean that's was a long time ago. Not a, when we first started uh, chatting, courtesy of uh, one Garrett Grav and you had mentioned widening gyre, and I I liked. I don't know. That's how you got my attention too. Cause I was like, oh, hey. It's a good poll,
0: because yeah, it's
1: not like even the the those who've put in the work, they know the widening gyre, but you know it's not like it's it's not a topic of discussion, um, in very many circles. So it, you had my attention there, and then it just all it all came together to get you on so we could finally talk about it because I kind of I've wanted to talk about this book for quite a while, uh, because. I don't know, I'm pretty accepting of a story that's presented to me. Um, Did it work or didn't it? And this book works for me. Um, I can see the parts that don't and the parts, and we'll see if what you point out that you think is flawed. uh, I can understand if those moments don't work for others. For the whole picture, uh, it does work for me. Now, I want to talk... I want us to talk issues one through five, then get a, get into uh, issue six towards the end. So let's hold off on the revelations there. You mentioned this same team of Kevin Smith and Walter Flanagan did a three issue miniseries called Batman Cacophony, and then I don't I don't remember that came out not too long before this one did. Um, so we we knew kind of we'd gotten a what do you want to say like an appetizer of this team and their voice and their uh their tone and such but here i think first off i think it's it's like a villain showcase but not the usual suspects it's like flanagan gets to draw joker and i mean he gets to draw inside arkham asylum and and stuff but it's like there's a there's some deep pulls here there's i mean crazy quilt pops up in here which of course is always uh that's fun baron blitzkrieg which i knew when i first read this i i still had a lot to learn of uh batman history and villains in batman history stuff um let's see i'm trying to think of who else i mean we get poison ivy we get Killer Croc uh we'll get back to poison ivy here in a moment um Tweed, Dumfrey, Ter- Jervis Tetch, um, Two-Face. But those are all just really quick. It's just kind of like, so that the artist gets to draw them. Um, but I mean, as the book goes through, we get a bit of a, a villain showcase of seeing like the the uh, lesser villains, like the, the B-list and C-list villains. And um, I think that's, <clears throat> that was what in reading it the first time was a big takeaway to me was, oh man, this is, Expansive in the sense of we're getting a ton of uh
0: what do you want to say um uh, cameos. And yeah, I like that. So, so <laughs> um, I I do too. And it makes sense. Um in the back of my trade, there's kind of like a summary from Kevin Smith just talking about working with Walt Flanagan. They've been best friends since high school, I guess. And he pretty much told Walt, like, Hey, uh, give me a list of characters you want to draw and I'll make a story work. And he pretty much is just talking about how he got the list and he looked at walton's like crazy quilt really you want to draw him and Walton's like when am i ever going to get to do this again you know, let's do yeah. it which makes sense and it works good i think they did a really good job of just having all these crazy i don't know who any of these characters are well half of them anyways mm-hmm. and i had to go do some research and uh yeah
1: it's fun i mean why not because again like as flanagan says like when am i going to get to ever draw i mean when are we ever going to get to read current temporary stories that use this you know the the deep well of a batman villain so that's that's a lot of fun but i mean you kind of mentioned it already um poison ivy our first so she's she's an a-list batman villain uh everybody knows who she is Hmm. her entrance in this comic i think was the first hint of hmm with this story because I don't disagree in the sense of this is kind of a pervy Batman book I don't think in the sense that Kevin Smith is like oh he's a creep or anything like that I think it's almost a little bit like oh younger humor um teenage kind of humor which I can depending on it, of course. I I can laugh or just kind of like a little eye rolling and stuff. It was noticeable in this book because it felt different than Batman comics.
0: Yeah, I agree. I also don't think Kevin Smith is a pervert. I think it's just like I That'd mean, if you fun. watch movies and stuff, it's his humor. Like it's yeah. it's how he it's his bread and butter. You know, um, I mm-hmm. think it works well in the story. But yeah, Poison Ivy, what a woman! It catches
1: it catches you off guard and. You can deconstruct, and I'm not going to deconstruct, that splash page of her as she's sitting over the fountain. Uh, quite a, I don't know, quite a pose, quite some emotion on her face. Um, her hair and leaves in the exact right spots to uh, cover up. And then just some of the, I don't know, I just feel like some of the, the dialogue of like i'll let you mm, explore forbidden parts of the jungle the little lady back home might not and batman oh, will pass and then she's like then how about i just enjoy myself while you wait you know stuff like that and it's gonna like well i can only imagine a little middle school ryan power being like oh, what
0: yeah like uh... locking, <laughs> my, soap, locking <laughs> my, in my room hiding from my folks hoping they don't lock in on this book.
1: <laughs> yeah you gotta hide this book yeah, under your scary. bed
0: yeah if you're gonna read this make sure you if there's no one you love around you because they're going to judge you. Cause there's some crazy stuff in this book. If someone's just glancing by there's this, there's some stuff with Catwoman. Like it's, it's out there a little bit. I quote
1: um, Aquaman a lot, the movie, not Eric Holzman and like Redhead's got to love him uh, because this with the redhead and I myself am engaged to a redhead. So it's uh, she's, she's happy about representation. Of like, hey, that that looks like a good looking redhead. So hooray, we're being represented. And I'm like, sure, okay.
0: <laughs> As a redhead, I can, yeah, we are being represented here. So you know, <laughs> Yeah. What can you do?
1: Are you like, are you like the male equivalent of this poison ivy?
0: I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. All right, that makes I, sense. Incriminate okay. myself.
1: Okay, let's move along then. Um, what is your? I mean, Etrigan pops up at the end of that first issue too. What is your? Like, what's your history with Etrigan, and what do you think about him in this book?
0: Um, so I really don't have any history with the character yeah. at all. Um, I popped up, I was like, who is this? I didn't look anything up, I just kind of went with it. Um, which also kind of ties back in with Poison Ivy. She's, like, hitting on Batman, and then during this, it's made clear that she's building this thing to protect her from him. Yeah. And he's just like, <sighs> yeah, he's, he's a psycho. I don't know. He's one of the more graphic villains that I've never been aware of before.
1: I'm not really a fan. I think his his speaking and rhyme and stuff. It's too often when he does pop up, it's too distracting to me, and I just get annoyed by it. So I'm not I'm not really an Etrigan fan um, at this at this point. This was one of my first this is one of my first experiences with him. I know I'd I'd seen him somewhere before I read this book uh, back in two thousand nine, and him showing up. I just can't remember because I, I know my because i was like oh this guy <laughs> it was kind of like disappointment I was like ah i hope he's not in this much but the arkham scene i mean it, it's key in the sense of i don't know it gets him we we see villains we see this like what's ivy really up to this big like batman's getting his ass kicked and something i can appreciate is flanagan actually drawing like batman's getting his ass kicked and he's getting like he's looking like shit getting the the swelled lips and everything i mean that's what always kills me in, in their comic books so whatever is that when there's fights and i mean i was just reading some of uh tom king and david finch batman of where he's fighting bane and bane's punching him and he's losing teeth and shit and but it's almost like you know the next the next uh scene you know it's not like he's missing teeth when he's smiling at alfred he's got a perfect uh pearly whites but here it's like they're actually showing him getting the shit beat out of himself so I can appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. There's that one panel where they just do his close-up on his face and like it's just destroyed. And it also shows up later too, which I appreciate, where it's Bruce Lane shirt shirtless, like at the beach, and he's all cut up. And I feel like you kind of see that in other comic books, but not to the extent that they have them, where you can tell that he's gone through some wear and tear.
1: Yeah, and it, I agree. They're they're bringing that more to the forefront and showing his his battle wounds and his scars and stuff. And I'm trying to think now of. Oh, no time has passed never mind uh but also at the at the end of the first issue we get our first glimpse of baphomet in which i thought was a weird name but there's a lot of historical in like urban legend kind of stuff with it and associated with the sabbatic goat um like cultural and uh, ritual, like sort of affiliate, affiliated with it, which is interesting stuff. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I can necessarily make a full on connection of if Smith just thought it was cool, or if he had like some kind of deeper meaning of like what this represents for that character and stuff. I think it's kind of, I think to have that big of a mask though is clunky.
0: Yeah, so. I, I'm with you on that. Maybe Kevin Smith was making a deeper connection, but also he doesn't hide his love of uh, the devil's lettuce. So I can see him just kind of like ripping some a little bit and just going, yeah, this is sweet. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I can't stand the mask. I don't really think it works. Um, I'm definitely down to break that down more with you in the last issue. I kind of, we talked earlier about nitpicks. That's one of the few nitpicks I have.
1: All right. Make sure that we revisit that, you know, here 20 minutes or whatever, and we'll talk about it. On what you're uh why you're picking that net um but we get an introduction with him so okay the seed has been planted and then the next issue starts with um i i mean <laughs> the dude who took the the girl on the the roller coaster that feels like kevin smith's like <laughs> it's like these this is the image of what people think nerds look like <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> like um, this
1: overweight hairy dude um uh, and yeah he's he's an idiot and fight batman and stuff but um i mean it's another cool action sequence it's with a a guy that i mean i didn't look up his name but i don't think he's
0: any he's not supposed to be i just assumed, cut i just assumed he uh, made him up you ever notice how he's rocking batman ears yeah you see people, little girl it's kind of that's
1: ironic. that's interesting yeah and then oh, oh i mean the wolf shirt i mean somebody can probably break it down of what that symbolizes
0: yeah oh because sure
1: okay why not yeah this uh, is
0: definitely the stereotypical um like 200 pounds overweight nerd that everyone thinks of that reads comics this is what garrett Grev is going to look like in 10 years if he keeps the vegan diet up
1: yeah exactly oh man and lose that Come muscle on it's 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 never too late to to change garrett change your habits but i love so that's a current um scene we already got like a flashback scene in the first issue then we get a flashback scene here of batman and robin fighting with superman uh toy man the in so at this point you're starting to pick up a pattern of like okay there's a lot of reflection here and that will continue on and Reflection in the sense of because then in issue two did not see this coming. We get the uh return of Silver St. Cloud. This character I can just imagine since this is one of your first Batman books, you didn't know the history of Silver St. Cloud.
0: Yeah, I still really don't even. You don't. Like, I I don't know much about her. um Well, <laughs> saddle
1: up here, young young Padawan. That's a Star Wars term for Peter Vera who doesn't know the. Silver St. Cloud, so there is Julie Madison, Vicky Vale, Talia Al Ghul, Selina Kyle, Silver St. Cloud, Playboy of Bruce Wayne, but those are like, to me, those are the five love interests that have stuck in the 80 plus years in Batman. Silver St. Cloud had uh, a very small run in Detective Comics in the 70s, Uh, most notably in the Strange Apparitions run by Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers, one of my favorite Batman runs, stories, et cetera. And the team, they in uh, the mid 2000s, did a sequel called Dark Detective that brought back Silver St. Cloud. So in that one, she, uh, well, she found out that Bruce was Batman in uh, Strange Apparitions. And then she left him, she broke his heart. Ah. So see, comics are, there are soap operas. I don't care um and then in dark detective she ran off with a with a senator so now this book opens up and and i kind of forget marshall rogers illustrated a a story called siege that she was in and it's in the collection i haven't read it in a few years so i don't remember much in that but i don't know that that's too related either but you can see how here when she comes when she's reintroduced and he says thanks i was sorry to hear about senator gregory's passing senator gregory is the man she ran with in Dark Detective. So that's how this is a continuation of Strange Apparitions, Dark Detective, this Dark Detective coming later this year to the Batman Book Club. Um, but what I find really funny is the fact that in this, it's almost like she's like, whew, I'm glad my husband died because all I've thought about while with him, Bruce, was you.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, they make the Senator seem like a cock here. Like straight up. <laughs> she's talking she says how they were never together they never did anything and she just thought about bruce every day and then next thing you know she's like can't wait to see you again and she's back on her helicopter and she's she's in the grass doing some very product- provocative uh, poses here yeah. yeah they don't do uh senator real well at all it's bad no
1: it's it's kind of like huh okay again it to me it's like it's funny and sure it's just like presented and it's like i don't know we, we need, in this story, we need silver back with Bruce
0: somehow. Let's just, yeah, my husband died. And you just gave a, the young bucket history lesson here. I didn't know about the, the old 70s stuff. So I just assumed the senator was a throwaway. So you're dropping knowledge on your boy right now. I'm, I'm trying, trying to keep you educated.
1: The strange apparitions. I'll, I'll send you the links on how to hook you up with uh, finding that stuff. Because that that is must-read material. But Dark Detective, like you probably looked right here, there's an image in that issue. That's basically the summary of Dark Detective. Um, all that will mean more. What I'm, what I'm showing him is the, the image, it's got Batman and then Joker and a big pendulum, and then the elephant and the donkey, politicians, and uh, the Senator who lost an arm and a leg, uh, Batman kissing silver, all that, that's Dark Detective. That's the summary. That's like the wink, wink, all that shit went down for Rizzle. Um, But okay, Silver is reunited with Bruce. And then this ended up bugging, I think it bugged a lot of people. Kevin Smith, he's an emotional man. He will never hide it that he's an emotional man. I think he's a softie for a good love story. And he loves love stories within his superhero content and his nerdy content. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. It didn't necessarily bug me. As I'm reading it and seeing with this relationship with Silver, and you know she is the one that got away for Bruce, kind of because it wasn't necessarily he didn't have a say in the decision that they didn't work out. This was all hers. She took it. She was like, "I'm out." Um, but I mean, people were kind of annoyed by the the mushy love angle, jokey, and those layers. Is what I think we're snowballing and why people, um, and I don't know, you know, the percentage of people who love or don't like this book or anything, but when I would see people talk about it it is usually referenced, even if they liked or didn't like the book, it was referenced like, oh, it's the soap opera love story uh, Batman book.
0: Yeah. Um, well, first off, I think there's some other stuff we're going to get to later that also had Batman fans really uh, peeved off. Um, yes. I can't wait I, to really, mention that. I really didn't mind um, the comedy and the love story stuff coming from Silver St. Cloud. I thought it worked for her. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of my other nitpicks was for Batman. I didn't really, not that I don't like, I didn't, it didn't really work for me. Um, I don't mind that kind of stuff being in. I just didn't really like how it was written i guess you know even with the jokes batman's making to the other bad family most stuff i like it and here it just didn't it didn't play for me real well i just didn't work it, for it was a little corny for me okay but that being said it's not like it i don't think it ruins the book i think that's so really do you do you
1: have and this is putting you on the spot do you have an example
0: of um
1: that, something like of, a comment or joke that didn't work for you
0: let's see here well there's one where he's talking with Robin. and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I remember reading it and sitting there like, eh, that's not, that's not really working for me. Um, there is one part later that in the soap opery part, I don't know if it's in the last issue or not where they, uh, yeah, no, it is. We'll save that. Okay. But there is one part later that I have an example that I'm like, that, that's not, that's not what we're going for. here. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Uh, after her introduction though so we're talking about deep pools this isn't as much of a deep pool cornelius sterk who was created in uh and now i i don't have this on the back of my head i had to look this up but he was created in detective comics 592 by alan Grant, r.i.p and norm bray who's one of the goats um not the Baphomet goat, like a full on goat, greatest of all time. Okay. Oh, um, like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, he's a, now, what a gentleman. Right. <laughs> um, a disturbing character. It's disgusting. He's uncomfortable looking. He's a serial killer and a cannibal. Perfect ingredient for Gotham City. And this is. So that's where the tone of this book to me it fits, but man, it's it's a bit of a roller coaster because you ha- you just had these uh, lovey moments with Bruce and Silver, you turn the page to a man holding a bloody heart and putting it in stew, bugs on the wall, blood everywhere, body on the floor, and another body like tied up to a chair, and he's like that's the juxtaposition we have in this book
0: oh yeah it's crazy um like you just said you go from silver saint cloud in the grass on all fours telling bruce like i thought about you every day i was with my husband and then next thing you know you've got this dude who looks like gollum yeah eating a heart with an axe and i i have this is my first ever exposure to this guy so i don't i had nothing to i had no idea who this guy was beforehand I'm just sitting here, like, who is a psycho? So yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a very exhausting book in terms of you're flipping pages, you, you're, you, don't know what's coming next.
1: Yeah, which I mean, that also kept me excited for each issue. I was very intrigued because I didn't, I didn't necessarily meandering is too strong of a word. Um, but um, a few w- words removed from that level. I was just kind of like i don't know where this book is going and that's what at least had me intrigued i wasn't frustrated in reading it i was just like i can't tell you what i think is going to happen i don't. I can't tell you where the book's headed and part of this i mean this dude in a really nasty tank top and tidy whities that are actually kind of loose and then when it, like was it like it's telepathic as well um and he makes bruce he puts this silver's head on his body like oh hey that's not cool <laughs> yeah that was that was that was a tough look <laughs> but it's really effective too but like deep digging into bruce's psyche here that he sees baphomet here to once again serve as backup so this new character has done enough at this point in the book to become he's really on on batman's mind is like man is this my new my new sidekick here because this guy's showing up and he's bailed him out a couple times already at this point too and then we turn it like that ends up that was that Stirk as well um and then in this case robin is the one who comes in and saves him and i mean man i mean is that is that Gollum or is that Gollum in the issue three
0: (laughs) yeah man he's oh yeah that's one heck of a character um
1: i couldn't imagine like libra mayo drawing cornelius stark that would be the dirtiest grimiest version of the character ever nightmares yeah i want to see it now i've never
0: thought of it's uh with saint cloud's head yeah <laughs> it's,
1: let's complete the entire picture here okay let's complete the ensemble. Uh, we get a nice cameo in the Batcave in this issue with the like 1940s comic Batmobile as well as the 60 series Batmobile um that's cool and I mean another incident in Baphomet's there with Batman and they talk uh silver more love story a quick image of a scarecrow Um, which i think is cool because i'm always down for more scarecrow but i mean it's it's building on this whole like bruce is getting what we never see bruce getting so that's where i think this book can kind of stand out is that we don't see this usually and especially not like issue after issue of at night he's in gotham in the cape and cow and by day he's on an island on like a a secluded island of just him and silver you know uh, the ideal honeymoon it's interesting
0: yeah I, uh, yeah, I really enjoy that because, like you said, you never really see Batman, you know, at least in the stuff I've read, uh, enjoying like a love story or falling in love. You see him just kicking ass 24-7, but you never really get a chance to see him mean somewhere. So it's a cool um, back and forth between him getting after it with the villains and then going away to an island with his sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And then Aquaman's uh, riding a
1: narwhal. I did enjoy that
0: part yeah like Aquaman coming in and giving Batman some shit about it he's like you're you're on a date
1: but then like the whole well woman's screaming and she hears like that yeah
0: Yeah. uh, that
1: I mean that doesn't make me like roll my eyes it's just another like the this isn't the most mature book in that line that dips back into more like humor and stuff so again I'm very like it's whatever to me I don't
0: have a, I did not like it. I hated it. And I don't have a, oh my God, it was so funny. And I loved it. It's
1: just kind of like,
0: all right. Yeah, yeah. Um. I did like the part where Aquaman said, he said, I think he had to get back to the Justice League headquarters until Johnny won the pool. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy that part, but I, yeah, I'm with you on the whole, the fish were telling Aquaman they were hearing a woman screaming DD. And it's just kind of like, all right, tone it down a little bit, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In which we're hearing Bruce being called Didi through all of this, in which that that's revealed later on, and that even the revelation of what it means, it was kind of like a.
0: Oh yep, a hundred percent.
1: It's kind of like Boo.
0: really. <laughs> that's yeah that's it, Didi? okay. And was like you're telling Alfred that.
1: Yeah, and then Alfred like, oh my word, and <laughs>
0: okay, yeah that, that I'm with you there. That one didn't work for me either.
1: The. In issue four, I mean we get crazy quilt, but let me tell you, it's always effective, you know, all this content of people sewing their eyes shut or sewing eyes shut. Yeah, I can feel that every time. Oh,
0: it's it's a nightmare scenario. Yeah, no thanks. Let's let's move on. Like, I hate um, it. But it's cool that yeah, crazy
1: quilt crazy quilt got I don't he got some he made an appearance. We don't get enough crazy quilt. Like I, bring bring them all. Let's let's do this.
0: I read, I think, where Crazy Quilt is actually in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I'm kind of a fan, you know. Good. Like, I like I how they said he uh he was going from. They were talking about how the his rogues gallery originally were just people wanting attention, and then Joker came to town, and then that- Crazy Quilt tried to up it, up the ante and become a killer, and they were just kind of picking on him the whole time. I thought they did him a little dirty there, but I kind of liked it.
1: I really liked, I, I felt like that made, that almost had like the biggest, um, what did I say, uh, carried the biggest weight uh, up to this point in the story is how it did talk about how uh, villains in Gotham and kind of how Gotham was changing. Because I like the fact that, and we have like a present day of a crazy quote. Which is creepy, but then it does quick flashbacks, and there's like Cavalier and uh, Kite Man and a uh, Killer Moth and stuff. And then you turn the page, and you get the the Joker victim that's folded up in a trash can, and it says, "Until the Joker started killing people, when that idea caught on, like basically that's when that's it's almost like that's when shit got real. Of like this isn't fun. Talk show hosts aren't asking them to come on the show anymore. Um, in I mean, we, we see that in the the, jo- the shock jock that Mr. Freeze uh, gets to. And like the radio station, that guy, they moved from, I don't know where they said, Washington to Gotham or something. And the, the shock jock was like, oh, my God, why, aren't, why isn't anybody talking about the villains? This is like, you know, uh, dang, what do you want to say? This is um, shooting fish in a barrel, basically. And he does. And then he gets uh or joker was it joker i'm now i'm mixing shit up let's stick to freeze freeze takes him and freezes him and then the radio station's like nope we're changing to become a christian a christian station (laughs) all of that goes to say like i like that part of the book in what smith is is saying here of the the evolution of gotham um the uh oh my gosh i'm thinking evolution of villainy in Gotham and how is getting more intense uh, and it's done I think it's done well and quickly organically even
0: yeah um like what we were talking about earlier how you don't know what you're getting when you're flipping pages here it, I think this is the best version of that where you got the silly villains coming and everything is super colorful and fun and kind of silly and then you flip the page and like you said it's dark, um, there's a woman folded up in a trash can, and then you got her dog staring at her, and it, all, all it says is until the Joker started killing people. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then it kind of goes back to uh, the, to Crazy quilt, and you just kind of see the pages kind of get a little darker and darker as he goes from just being a silly villain into killing people.
1: Yeah. And Baphomet shows up, gets sick, but then the interesting part of this was that he is comfortable enough to remove his mask in front of Batman, and Batman's like, "Man, too soon, too soon,"
0: and he bails. Even later, too, it happens with uh, with Robin when he takes it off and you hear him. He's going to Batman. He's like, "Can you believe this? this what's this guy's problem? He's taking off his mask in front of people now." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like that part where he's just where Batman thinks they're close enough, where he's just kind of shooting the breeze with him, and he just pulls the mask off.
1: And then I thought that Bruce was, well, okay. Catwoman makes her appearance um, in a similar style, kind of pose as uh, Poison Ivy did earlier in the book. Seductive. Um, Very even, co- even comments about how she wears a costume that basically she never wears. And uh, oh my gosh, there's drama. Bruce, Bruce kisses her.
0: A love sick puppy here taking advantage of Catwoman
1: but this is building up towards i think now we can get to issue six about the widening gyre oh well first off issue five ends with bruce or batman following baphomet uh as he takes the you know takes the train home he uh changes clothes into normal clothes and then he knows that batman's there and he's like well what do you want to know i got a wife and two kids i'm an insurance adjuster from delaware moved to gotham just before i first was born i lost my brother to mass crime in this city and basically he wants his his mission is kind of like batman's of i don't want anybody else to have to go through this he admits all that he's crying and batman just like extends an arm and that's where we end issue five. So we head into issue six, which as far as we know at this point, like this is the last issue. Uh, the, the widening gyre. So gyre, a definition is a spiral or vortex. This, I mean, it's labeled in the front of the book. It's a sequel to the New York Times bestseller, Cacophony. Warning, if you have not read this book, we're about to spoil the hell out of it. Do yourself a favor and go read the book and then we will and then pick this back up but in cacophony villain created onomatopoeia this being labeled as a sequel to that book makes no sense at this point it's like oh it's just the same creative team that's all we got okay widening gyre a spiral or vortex i mean are you making any
0: connections before reading issue six with that title so um flash or call back to earlier when i got this on amazon i got this before cacophony okay didn't really think anything of it saw that it said you know um sequel to cacophony Just like whatever i'm reading this i don't have the money i'm like in middle school i'm just getting this so i started reading it and then when the, do we want to spoil the big surprise yet or we want to wait let's wait okay so when that happens i'm kind of like okay big deal like i don't Anyways, we'll get back to it. Um, I didn't make connection reading it then. Um, yeah. Reading it now, after reading Cacophony, there is some things that happen at the end of the book where if you were to go from that book right into Widening Gyre, you're like, oh, okay, I see. Like, it's obvious now.
1: Yeah. I really wanted to read Cacophony before this, and I just didn't have the time. Because it uh, it's been a while.
0: This one holds up way better than that one. Um, yeah. Cacophony is very dialogue-heavy like to the point where there was one time i was reading i was like all right come on and even kevin smith admitted that he said he knew it wasn't a hit and he knew the dialogue was way too heavy and they had to tone it back for this one which i think it works way more in here um because you still kind of get that kevin smith charm where Mm -hmm. there's that scene where um saint cloud comes in for the first time and uh batman's like well who's here and she's kind of and alfred kind of just goes well it's there's a cloud in the study or whatever something like that and you still kind of get that charm without it being way too over the top and just where you're it's like you're reading a chapter book instead of comic book um i just think it all works better in this one
1: so well i love in this issue so bruce is opening up more showing her more of you know the um Man, the fortress, Superman's fortress, solitude, and stuff, and the um, Justice League Watchtower. He proposes. Oh my goodness. Swoon. This is a love story. Then he takes her to the cave. Uh, 89 Batmobile looks awesome. And he has basically, and Alfred's going to take Silver home. Bruce freaks and panics because he's been duped how many times? I think that this part's key. He's been duped how many times on stuff like this? And he just like, and I really like that the, I mean, I don't know why everything is red, uh, but every, it turns, it turns red, like rage Batman. And he pulls her out of the car. Alfred's like, what the hell? She's like, what the hell? He yanks her, her hair and <laughs> tests her hair and all that shit. Cause he's just like, who are you really? Blah, 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 because things are just going way too good for him. And this is usually when things, uh, you know, all is revealed for Batman. He's just duped too many times and realizes, no, this is silver St. Cloud realizes he's panicking. Um, He's just kind of like, maybe for the, for once, like, this is, this is good. Good things are happening. And on that realization fights crime one more night uh, with Baphomet, a really cool throwback image to year one. Of the ladies and gentlemen, you have eaten well, you've eaten Gotham's well. It's a spirit. Your feast is nearly over. Um, this is where you can comment. Another line that's probably a flaw. And people
0: were up in arms about. Oh, yeah. This is what I was talking about earlier. <clears throat> yeah. Um my take on this is that it shouldn't be that big of a deal. It's not. We've all, we've all gotten in the shower. It's been a little too hot, and you had to take a leak. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens in a if it happens in a hot shower, it's gonna happen when you set off C4. You know like yeah get it together Also, fire, firefighters uh, admit to doing this too so if like are you calling firefighters pussies too no like, <laughs> it's not that big exactly
1: a- and and that's what kevin smith was coming at that was his angle of it that yeah. i read is it, it was firefighters it happens to firefighters like it's not a big deal and i don't think that it's a big deal but because nerds are nerds let's which i'm a nerd too because look at how long we've been talking about a batman book and you got, like, got a you, batman, a batman
0: book? you got a batman book club podcast you're a nerd
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Thing. Great.
1: <laughs> but this is a case in, I mean, there's another villain to add, Deadshot, in good throwback Deadshot. Uh, like in a continuation of the strange apparitions, basically storyline in a sense that this is what Deadshot looked like uh,
0: in that story as well. But so, he takes go ahead. Um, if we could go back to when he's pulling out the car and by her hair. Yeah, go for it. That's one of my other nitpicks that doesn't work for me is where he, like, Batman starts crying and goes, I'll never be normal, will I? It's like, okay, you know what? You can say you're sorry. There's no re- reason for you to really just kind of break down there. Like, That doesn't seem like I get easy in love and freaking out and he feels bad, but that doesn't seem like a I get Batman that, move. And he's crying. He's got a oh. tear. I'll never be normal, will I? I like, know. Come Didn't on. Don't say that, Bruce. It's going to be okay. I'm so I think so he evidence where it's kind of like, yeah, right, that's fair. You've been duped a few times. You're a superhero. I see. I see where you went down this path. Where I might not be legit. Yeah. Uh,
1: man, I don't know. It could be justified in the sense of this is where he's kind of broken at this point because that's how open he gets. But I mean, I don't don't disagree with either.
0: Yeah. I mean, now Batman that He doesn't cry. <laughs> no, but he pees his pants. Yeah, because he's man. Um, I agree with you though. The year one throwback works great. I think that's an awesome scene.
1: Yeah. So the big, the big deal then turns into he, oh, cal- an old school calendar man, um, scene, which is really cool. Um, and then there's something off Doctor Wolper, a nod to Dark Knight Returns, which is really cool in Arkham. No dialogue baphomet looking at joker joker looking at him baphomet's eyes are big and joker smiles joker was uh he was uh present in cacophony
0: yes it was very joker heavy in that book so with an onomatopoeia go ahead no you go
1: i was saying onomatopoeia was involved in scenes with joker and cacophony
0: correct yeah he was uh in fact they were Joker thought they were going to do it at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Pulls the pants down, which is another pervy Kevin Smith move, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and again, reading this before Cacophony, that happens, and I'm like, all right, well, what's going to happen here? Who could this guy be?
1: And I wish that you'd read Cacophony before this, because, well, first of all, Batmobile re-entry into the Batcave, total eighty-nine nod, which was awesome. Um, And Batman brings Baphomet back. Reveals. uh, Introduces Silver. Introduces himself as Bruce Wayne. All is revealed. Baphomet removes his mask. Well, I'll be damned. You make your way through, and you see as Bruce and Silver have their back to him, he's starting to pull a mask, like something down over his face. The bell clicks, ka And then you don't see it, but you see the dialogue, Bruce... No, and then turn around and, like, first of all, I didn't like also kind of cool background of this bat cave is total 60s, 66 bat cave, which is cool. That's great. That's but man, what a disturbing image and a reveal of Onomatopoeia
0: slitting Silver's throat. End of volume one. They uh, wanted to end with a bang and they did. And then yeah. uh, it's great. And I think it, it sets up another book really well, which they haven't done. Um, Twelve years later, 12 we're years later still used, waiting for. I used to tweet at Kevin Smith all the time, wondering. It it <laughs> I'm sure they read like Trump tweets. Um, oh yeah. I was just going at the guy for a while. This um, guy needs a life. I remember I used to listen to Fat Man on Batman all the time, and he was uh-huh. talking about what he wanted to do for a sequel. And it's What do you want? Do you remember? I re- the only thing I remember. I tried to find the episode this was on so I could point to it. I couldn't. Um, but I do remember that he was talking about how Batman is goes down a downward spiral aka gyre mm-hmm. and uh i think it was robin maybe alfred um they f- they heard like some like a bunch of clanking going on in like a washer or dryer and they open it up and there's like three severed heads and batman i like, supposedly just loses his mind and kind of goes crazy in that book that he wanted <clears throat> so it sounds like something i don't know if i would have been super into yeah um, but also like with the way this book turned out maybe i don't know maybe it could have worked
1: so as someone who read Cacophony, knew of this onomatopoeia, Smith even says at the end of this, and um, he knows what he's talking about, but also uh, it's it's true in that I was longing for Bruce Wayne Batman content at this time because this was uh, post-Batman RIP from Grant Morrison, post-Final Crisis, Batman has been omega-sanctioned and, and all that shit. And so I was just like, uh whereas now, I think like right now, a lot of people will say that we have an oversaturation of Batman comics. This is the exact opposite. Um, at this time. So the fact that there was a mini-series a contained Batman comics coming out, like contained series. Um, I was all about it. So I bought cacophony. I thought it was fine. I like I said, I don't remember a whole lot because I haven't read it in a long time. I thought it was fine, but it was like at least I'm getting like Bruce Wayne Batman. And then this came out, and I was like, well, of course I'm gonna buy it because it's Bruce Wayne Batman. Um that last page though was like holy shit to me. And I think in 2010 with that, I wasn't heavily talking like in, in the circle of friends and stuff. I was kind of like the only one that really read comics. I had to go looking online for anybody that was reviewing this kind of stuff. Um, and that. I wasn't talking, I wasn't talking to them. It was just like nobody to talk to. I was like, what the hell just happened? I, I got there's nobody to talk to about this. Talking to my cat.
0: Can you believe this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Silver St. Cloud died. Silver St.
1: Cloud. Oh, my God. Is she dead? I She's got to be dead.
0: I couldn't imagine a world where there was an under-saturation of Batman and where you couldn't just go online and talk to anyone about Batman. I know. That's that's a wild world to me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy.
1: Um, if I'd only known Peter Vera back then. Uh, but, I mean, he was having a hell of a life saving – lives on the beach as a lifeguard and a dj um both true true facts of peter vera um,
0: i did not know either of those things so I'm yeah in you know, a lifeguard and a dj
1: both uh so yeah so then that shocker was like whoa and that then began a like i need to reread the whole book the title then started to kind of connect And this is like, I think this is, Kevin Smith nailed this in the sense of Batman's duped again and again. No, maybe things are actually going right. And we are Batman in this case of like, nope. Like, this is the perfect kind of joke that like Joker would pull off, you know, of like, you've been duped 17 times and here we are number 18, just got you again.
0: It uh it works incredibly incredibly well, because I know we talked about nitpicks with uh, Silver St. Cloud and Batman and the whole love story, but you do get connected to him, and you're like, you know what? This is great. I'm glad Bruce mm-hmm. is getting uh, some love going Good on. Good for you. Good and then for you, Bruce. It's also one hell of a way to leave on a cliffhanger where yeah. you're just, I'm not going to do a sequel now, so here you go you're like
1: has he fully has he fully taken it off the table it's not happening i can imagine that wouldn't but also last
0: i, last I read i read something from like 2018 that he'd be open like he just has, doesn't have time apparently that's been ex- his excuse since this came yeah. out so i he's never said he won't do it but at this point it's like i'm not gonna count my eggs for the hatch to i mean it
1: sounds like pending i'll have to look up and see uh what he said about the ideas for the sequel because maybe this would be a case of it's better left in our imagination of what happens um if silver's ever used again in the comics maybe they'll comment on it or something or or not i don't know um i'd really be interested in where he wanted to continue or go with the story but as far as like the the spiral is i mean it's the book's very reflective and he's thinking about letting basically letting people in and here he is letting in somebody else. Or he, he said basically what was funny here is uh, Dick became Nightwing. Jason Todd died. Tim was close to being done as being Robin. And he was like, and that's it when it comes to sidekicks, which I think is also great because like Damien was around at this point. Um, but Kevin Smith, my man was like, oh, I'm not F a Damian, that kid.
0: I'll, I'll throw that I'm out. not either.
1: Like I don't uh, sorry, I'm, Eric Carter. F Damien. Um yeah, F. Damien Wayne, baby. Let's go. I'm I, I'm, I I'm I'm glad that like he had that kind of setup. But then, but then here he is and letting allowing another person in. Uh in Baphomet, he's allowing Silver back in. So another another love. And then it is. It's just like the perfect setup of five. And nine tenths of an issue is all set up. And then, you know, that very, 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 very last smallest part is the big punchline. And I'm like, damn. It's just it's fuck it. Well, I almost slept It's great. Oh. Yeah. I almost let one out. That's how that's I'm, how good I think this is.
0: You're talking about the F word not fart, folks.
1: Not fart. No, it was I almost Dang let one around. slip. I apologize. I didn't even say Shit. it, but I apologize for getting that close. Um
0: it's this great. Ties in, this ties in with my last nitpick, actually. Okay. Um, you're the world's greatest detective. Thank and you. A mysterious, no, no. Oh. Oh, let's pretend you're Batman. Oh, okay. I was I'm not Batman. giving you a compliment. Let's get back. What game. do you want, Powers? <laughs> that was good. So, <laughs> you're the Dark Knight, right? Otherwise known as the world's greatest detective. This guy comes out of nowhere, mysterious figure, right? Goes by Baphomet, rocking this gnarly mask. Mm-hmm. You look at him once, and you can't tell by that mask that he's going to end up being a villain. Like that's where the whole the... Here, they should, they should have fixed it because as soon as I saw that, um, even the first time I read, it, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't buy this dude. I don't trust mm-hmm. him. He's wearing so a goat mask. No mm-hmm. one has ever wore a goat mask, and is like, <laughs> yeah, I trust that guy. Right
1: there. But I mean, Smith, and I do remember this uh, because I was annoyed by it. That Smith would tweet out about Baphomet is going to have a spinoff series as soon as, like, after Widening Gyre um, wraps. Interesting. And that was his way of throwing off any kind of possible... And I was annoyed by it, because I'm like, I don't give a shit about this dude that we just met. I don't need to follow his solo series. Why is he getting a solo series? We need more Batman! Um, But it's to throw us off the scent. So, that's where, like, you're spot on there. But then also, Smith just does it so well of your doubts you've read five issues and you're like oh man bruce just tracked him home where he's got a normal family life and
0: like okay maybe this dude okay maybe he's all right so you said you haven't read widening Gyre in a long or cacophony in a long time yeah the last page of that and this is done brilliantly uh, maybe it's not the last page, but it's a couple pages in. I'm trying to find it here. I had it. Um, they show Onomatopoeia going home. Like, with it off, and he's doing a, kind of like a dialogue. Where he's at his house, and he's like doing this speech about how, does he really not know who I am? Blah, 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 blah. And then you see there's like an empty, he's got these cases with all these labels on it, like for different mass of people he's killed, and he's got one that has Batman. And he says... Does he know there's no place he can hide from me? And it ends. And then if you look through Widening Gyre when he's following uh, Baphomet home, they cut the color out so it's gray, but it's still the same exact house.
1: Oh, you sneaky son of a
0: bitch. You just wait. I got another poll for you too at the end here. But yeah, well that's done, so,
1: sir. I'm proud I, yeah, of you. Yeah, that works
0: really well where you're like, oh, okay, so we're getting hints up there early where... Yeah.
1: Thank, you, thank you. you well done yeah it was there
0: way. it
1: was there okay carry on next next thing next poll okay so, so the student has become the professor
0: i got another two questions for you okay when uh, they announced to alfred that they, they're getting married yes and we find out that dd means it's the first night they spent together and double getting- digits <laughs> you know my boy bats has that stamina but that's not the point yeah and then alfred is talking about that pre-med student that bruce brought home when he was in high school yeah and she's like oh let me guess turned out to be poison ivy and then batman goes even worse penguin now i got something to ask you every time batman cracks a joke in this book he's smiling and that panel he is not so did he hook up with the penguin or not
1: I don't know. I don't know how to make that one out because I don't. I kind of don't get it. <laughs> like, I because even worse, the penguin. And while we're on the subject of the importance of a healthy diet, there's a chance I might be like, yeah, it was. I don't. I don't yeah. know.
0: It was supposed to be a joke that didn't hit, and it's like did Batman just say banged penguin." Like, is that? What yeah. We're doing?
1: In which I don't know. That's unclear to me. If it was like, I don't even know if that was a joke. I just, I just didn't get it. So I'm not a yeah, master. It, it, I don't. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not the world's greatest detective here, Ryan Powers. You give me too much credit. Um, well, I just don't. I don't get it. So I don't know what. It, if it was a little more clear, I mean, then it, to be like, "Whoops! It actually, it actually was the penguin." I slept with the, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, well then we know that that happened. Like otherwise, I'm like, I don't really get it. What's this?
0: bisexual and he pees his pants. What do you want? One yeah. hell of a book. Yeah. I got one more for you.
1: All right, bring it on.
0: So maybe you can answer this for me because you're clearly more better Stop. off with Batman. I just
1: embarrassed myself saying I didn't get something, so I gotta earn my my way back in. You
0: got redemption here. Okay. Did Matt Reeves, you know, our boy, the yeah. Batman movie? Yeah. Was he inspired by or did he steal the journaling idea from Kevin Smith? He did not steal it from Kevin Smith. That's happened. OK, well, all right, definitely. That was quick. Yeah. Because this is the first time I've ever seen it. And I was just kind of like, oh, or I, it was, at least it was the first time I actually like made a note of it mentally. Because I, I don't thought-
1: know it's Inception, but I mean, that's in year one, the internal uh, monologues from Bruce, you know, it's it's written and it's like those are his journal entries and stuff, too. So okay. like so he, come at me he's and been, been doing before. not at all because you redeemed or you proved your worth with the the house we'll so we'll that's see. a nerdy deep dive so i don't ever want to hear you say that you're not a nerd that is that is nerding 101 right there and i'm so proud of you for it because that is a good a good
0: catch did you catch the football deep dive in this book um in uh elaborate there is a uh, it's in the details here after he beats up the guy on the roller coaster Mm-hmm. and he's talking with Alfred back at the house and he's reading the newspaper um if you look it says the newspaper says Sir Brett Knight signed oh Paul. yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. I, I meant to I meant to bring that up that's a shout out to um that's for Garrett his favorite quarterback of all time Brett Favre greatest man to ever put on a Vikings uh jersey
0: he's up there um yeah so I did I did some research uh-huh This book is the year after Favre took us, took us, Uh the proverbial us, the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC championship game. So, and we pulled him out of retirement the next year he was going to be done. And then he, uh, we won four games. It was the worst thing ever. Um, I think he might go into an early grade because of that season where he got sacked an unholy amount of times. We were awful. So did he leave the Vikings? And did he follow in the footsteps of only winning four games, or do you think he got redemption and won it all in Gotham?
1: The the coloring is interesting in the sense of like without that extra text at the bottom, you'd think oh so he's just making his rounds in the NFC North. He signed with the Lions, hey. you know. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> but I can yeah like now far as age that he went to the Lions, but um i don't know i think that's i think that's funny in which it's not distracting in the sense of someone who uh doesn't doesn't know the details of that it doesn't matter it's just a name the Knights. oh the gotham knights the football team they sign a a new quarterback that's all that they get out of it
0: and that's that's totally fine yeah um we we understand and we like it i have a tendency to over skip the small details too so the fact that i picked that out is kind of ironic
1: you're you know what i'm really proud you've grown today uh you should start your own uh your own podcast peter vera i'm coming for you there you go yep kick talk to eric Holzman. maybe you can start co-hosting straight out of gotham oh um really quick before we move into the uh the favorites part uh shine a little bit of light on walter flanagan's art and i mean the the coloring from the from the arts of um anchor art thibbert or thybert and then colorist art leon. I think that the art here is like high resolution art. Like when we went through the transition of standard def to high def, this is like the high def version of that. Because I think this stuff looks freaking great. Even um, images, you know, silver's making like a, a goofy face and stuff like that. It's like it is bright, it's very um very detailed but very comic book still and the coloring makes stuff makes everything pop and like that panel with cornelia Stirk that's really close with his mouth open like the art there is just insane the final panel with uh silver getting her uh throat slit is like is really freaking good i mean art flanagan his art like art flanagan yeah why not art flanagan let's go uh, Walter Flanagan, his art is exceptional. Pan- like every page.
0: Yeah. Um, so like we said, I have a tendency to skip details. and Sometimes I get so into the story that this might upset some people. I kind of just skip over the art sometimes. <gasps> I-, I know it's bad. I'm getting better. But this okay. book, I was like glued to every panel looking at it because it's yeah. gorgeous. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, even from cacophony to Whiting gyre, you can tell arts or Walt's drawings. Okay, even- I did it to
1: you. I yeah, just inceptioned I so. you.
0: Art Flanagan. Um, it was like me almost getting you to say the F word earlier. Yeah. Well done. But looking through the two books, his art gets way better. I I think it's really amazing in this. And uh I don't know, it's kind of wild that I don't think Walt ever really got another chance at doing some bigger projects, which I guess kind of makes sense. Um, but I think like he's 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 good. I enjoyed his work. Yeah, I he's really, really good.
1: Um, one of the
0: strengths of
1: the book for sure um i want to hop into some some favorites with you my friend uh do you have a favorite part not do you have what is your favorite part of batman the whitening gyre
0: honestly it's the flashback with superman where robin it's uh yeah robin's meeting batman or robin's meeting superman for the first time and he's just losing his mind he's like it's him it's really him he's here and uh, he like he's going crazy and let me see if i can find it here issue three yeah i got it robin's kind of going crazy seeing like that's awesome you tore through that robot it's going crazy and superman's just like well that's only because you wore him down for me little shaver and issue two issue two sorry carry on carry on and robin's just like after superman's leaving he's taking the the big villain away and robin's just going fanboy on him and you just see superman kind of go all right take it easy like you need to relax (laughs) i love that part yeah that or the uh, Brett Favre nice. sighting. That and what? The Brett Favre sighting.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Because you caught that.
0: Yeah. Proud of you.
1: Me? Um my favorite part, I think, is what we talked about with the I think it's the issue four opening. Yeah. Of Batman talking about this evolution of uh, of villains in Gotham. Yeah. I just really funny. I just really like that and how it is you have crazy quilt but he's really disturbing. He's sewn his eyes shut and he's uh, how he's evolved. And it's yes. just like, uh, it's, I like that in telling Batman's history and the rogues history uh, in that, you know, two pages, like six panels. I love it.
0: Can we just agree on the best part being the part where Batman admits he pisses his pants just to piss off a lot of fans?
1: Yeah, that's my favorite
0: part actually. Okay, yeah. um, I'm in on that. To, to rile and- them all up. And finding out Killer Croc turned into Killer Croc through HPV.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I thought those, those would have been too obvious of our favorite parts. Yeah. So that's why I chose another. Yeah. Uh, how about a favorite panel?
0: Oh, I'd have to look. Honestly, I know it's tough. Like, I want to say the Batman and Superman one again, just because there's so much going on and it's gorgeous, but out of respect for the show and content, okay yeah uh, let me see here is it the outsiders with yeah. old style nightwing coming in Old style nightwing black and- manta orm yeah nightwing is one of those characters that i've just like he's one of my favorite dc characters and seeing yeah. that style i loved it i thought it was great
1: nice um this is messed up but i don't i don't care i mean my favorite panel it's the last one shock value baby every time it's it's that yeah it's great you can't
0: you can't argue with that um it's
1: it's good and i the the addition of the uh 60s bat cave is just like a nice touch and i mean if you want to go really deep it's funny because the like one of the lightest forms of batman ever is on the left side of the panel and then the right side is like one of the like the dark now, and it's like that's the evolution of Batman as a character, where we once were and where we are now, you know. But that's going really deep.
0: Yeah, you're yeah you're losing uh, the normie once again. But oh yeah, okay. yeah, I'm with you. It holds up so well too, as just being like a great cliffhanger and how they just kind of stop telling the story, so you're just left with this thinking about what yeah. could
1: happen. Uh, how about would you like to see this adapted in animation?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. This one's, yeah. little, this one's a little too intense and too pervy to be. <laughs> it would have to be, like, immature if they were to do it.
1: They'd have to nail, like, the comedy bits as a little bit of, like, toned down Harley Quinn animated series. Yeah. And not so, Harley Quinn meets Batman, the movie, because that one was not good, I don't think. But then, like, really hit the the heavy parts. And, like, man, that's those are some tough tones to, to try and hit in animation. And plus, like... You need the investment on Bruce and Silver to have the to have that hit at the very end, in which what? Are you gonna end the movie with that? And if so, well then you need a follow-up. And then we don't even have a follow-up. So it's like, well, what did they do for that? Like, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Let me ask you this. Would you want Kevin Smith to do the animated movie? Uh yeah, I think there's
1: Judd Winnick proved there's such a that there is a strength in having the original stories writer involved with the movie for under the hood
0: i don't think i want it to be an animated movie because i don't like what you said about uh saint cloud and batman i don't think or bruce wayne rather i don't think they'd have you need to make it a long movie for that to actually hit to really hit hit. and i don't think they could pull it off it would have to be long and i don't i just don't i don't think it would work i'm with you i
1: don't know that it would either and also it's not going to hit because those those in the know know you know yeah <laughs> what a dumb sentence but you agreed too so we're in this together um, oh boy but us nerds have read this we know batman the whitening gyre what what that means what happens and so to watch that movie you already know that that's coming basically because that's what the book's kind of known for much like death death in the family you know that's robin dies so that
0: movie didn't really work for me either honestly
1: yeah you know, so I, I I don't know I I think I'm with you uh don't adapt it in animation leave it as um, is unless you're doing it's a whole arc and like an animated TV show even I don't know but I think you uh, would need uh, to
0: plan for something after yeah 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 yeah. definitely or you'd uh, have to run, go long Halloween form and do a two parter with this just so you could nail the Silver St. Cloud part but who's gonna want to watch that you know yeah I would I oh. I don't think
1: it'll I don't think it'll ever happen I, re- no, I really I really don't. Key. I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, what are your final thoughts on Batman
0: and the Widening Gyre? Very fun book. Um, like we yeah. said earlier, just flipping through the pages, there's so much going on. Uh, really fun. It's flawed, but enjoyable. Don't let your kids read this like my no, parents did. definitely not. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun. I would recommend this to someone who's, I guess they probably need to have a little nerd knowledge. This isn't like a basic oh, you're just going to start out? How about you take a crack at the widening gyre? This is something I think they need to warm up to, but I would definitely give this out as a wreck to someone who hasn't read it yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you on it is a fun book. Now, unfortunately, I don't think anybody's really going to get to read it and have the shock value at the end because I think a lot of comic readers have already read it or know about it to what it, what it happens. But I mean, man, it really hit when it was first released uh, for me. And I think... I think it does, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a little up and down when it comes to like the tone, but also I kind of just, I've always kind of accepted it, and I, it, I haven't lost any sleep over it either. It's just yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, that was an interesting choice, but overall, I think that it is a good book, and I'll, I mean, I'll usually, I'll grab it and just read it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've read it probably like a dozen times, um, because I do think that it's, I think it's entertaining, which is weird to say
0: considering what happens at the very end but i feel like it's a good story you should go into a kevin smith comic book knowing what you're getting like you're gonna mm-hmm. like this is going to be interesting it's going to be yeah. a little wild it's going to be a little and a his, a little i'm a fan of his i'm a fan of his
1: work like period so yeah. maybe that too like you said if you just like with some of the humor you know what kevin smith's humor is um you're by now you're either in or you're not and that's okay if it's not your thing but um nothing really shocked me of like oh my god i can't believe they did that except for Silver getting her throat slit. (laughs) Yeah. And it worked well. Yeah. It worked well. (laughs) It got the job done. Uh, Ryan Powers, thanks for coming on the Batman Book Club. You did great.
0: Hey. um, First podcast. Yeah. Uh, Good to be here. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope that this starts a long career for you in the uh, podcast realm. I'm just going to take a rip off of your show. It'll be the other batman book club and our episodes will come out right after yours please just, they're, please they're do back stories and i take all your talking points
1: please do that would be, be freaking hilarious <laughs> the other batman book club <laughs> <laughs> i love it um do you have anything that you want to plug do you want to direct anybody anywhere to follow what you say
0: <laughs> uh you can follow me on twitter dick skywalker 69 um just joking around there don't take anything too seriously if you're into comics or sports whatever it's kind of like the bullshit um it's really it i gotta give a shout out to the virgin superhero fans group chat um those are my guys they said i wouldn't give them a shout out so here we are nick Ta Vant- vanik my boys um yeah that's really all they be- i got they better listen oh they will I'll throw okay them in. yeah
1: and get got a few new subscribers recruit them to the uh the other batman book club yeah uh, the idea is born uh, i'll be an executive producer associate producer even maybe associate okay, fine. The producer fine associate okay now we're talking all right, all right. that sounds cool. great i'll do your laundry too uh as cool. for the batman book club you can follow it on twitter and instagram at the batman bc for the latest episode drops upcoming episodes and sometimes even some giveaways make sure that you check out and subscribe to the youtube channel the batman book club youtube channel where there uh, is a lot of we're starting now finding a rhythm with peter vera the road to no man's land we're exploring it there uh, most recently from page to screen with garrett greb talking batman versus teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, check that out there if you have any questions or comments at all um, you can write in the batmanbc at gmail.com and if you want to support the show there's a variety of ways you can do it one like i said at the top patreon.com slash the two tpublic.com where you can get uh, merchandise with the batman book club logos on it Um, But lastly, if you don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% A-OK. The best thing you can do is rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever. Rate and review the show. The more reviews it gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So for Ryan Powers, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, read more Batman comics.